You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, what is going on, Bills Mafia? What is going on? Welcome. Welcome into the overreaction post-game show brought to you by the market dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings multicast vidcast network. I apologize at the top. There is no video. Why is there no video? Well, because I am in the middle of Tennessee Southeast Tennessee, about a million miles from everything, and I'm sitting in a parking lot, in a Kroger parking lot, using my phone as a Wi-Fi hotspot, and frankly, I'm just happy that I've got enough signal to get something out to you. I've got something to get out to you, so please do me the favor. If you're watching me live right now, please just show me a little bit of grace. I don't think it's too bad that you don't get to see my face anyway. You know, my face is, I got a good voice for this, right? But my face, let's just be honest, this face is made for radio. (laughs) This face is 1,000% made for radio. But I do want to just welcome all of you in. And as I always say, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee, on the way to work, at the gym with your AirPods in, or who knows, maybe picking at the Thanksgiving leftovers, Let me one more time just say, welcome. Welcome. It's good to have you. It's good to have you on this, what is about to be, actually, if you're on the East Coast, it is already, or about to be, Victory Friday. Victory Friday, we got a big, long week coming ahead of us. The Bills, our Buffalo Bills, 6-4, and facing a 5-5 and New Orleans Saint team, will go into New Orleans and do what a good team should do against a team, let's be honest, with no quarterback, No running backs, no wide receivers. A game the Bills were pretty much in control of from the beginning, but it still left us a little bit lackluster. I mean, there was something about just the way the, there's something to be said for the way the offense has played. And the the broadcasters, Tariko and Drew Brees, were kind of talking about it at the end of the game when they were talking about just how last year the offense was high flying and full of a lot of big plays and, Josh Allen was throwing lasers all over the field, and basically now that they're the circle team on the on the on the schedule for a lot of these teams, they, they went to the AFC Championship game. The fact is, the matter is, is the teams are making it very difficult for the Bills, and it looks strange to us. It looks strange to me, and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like it. I honestly don't really like it. I I, I can only imagine that. A lot of you feel the same way that I do too. And I know that it's strange, is even more strange because the Bills, for lack of a better term, crushed the, the Saints in this football game. The defense showed up and was the defense that we all know and love. 
but the offense just seems to just not have the ability to click, not have the ability. There was a couple plays in this football game where clearly there were busted plays. The the one uh, Dawson Knox touchdown pass that Josh Allen threw him, they got called back, was a broken play. There was another broken play, running play. It just seems like there's still some discipline. There's still some lack of preparation issues on this offense. And, you know, we're obviously going to hope that it gets cleaned up, but we're going to talk about this football game for a couple minutes. I'm not going to keep you guys long tonight. I'm not going to keep you long in this show. What's up, Don? It's good to see you. Don Handsome, it's good to see you too. Richard Rush, how you doing, my friend? It's good to see everybody that's piling into the chat. It's good to have you guys with me live as always. Again, if you're just joining me, I apologize for no video. It just is what it is for this show. I'll be back with my smiling face on Monday with John Fina, 9 o'clock, for the Off Tackle with John Fina show. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. But the Buffalo Bills started this football game probably the way that we wanted them all to start it, which was with a McKenzie, a Vernon Butler, and a Zach Moss scratch. I think we came out of the last game knowing that we'd seen enough of those positions, those players in those positions, and we're ready to kind of see something else. And we did in this football game. We saw Marquez Stevenson, who, let's be honest, didn't really get a chance to flash or shine. He had several punt return opportunities, but didn't, I mean, he muffed one, picked it back up again, got no gain on several, and then had one decent return. But for all intents and purposes, it really it was kind of lackluster, but you got to trot the rookie out there at some point. You've got to try to get a spark, right? Vernon Butler, I think I've seen enough of for the rest of the season. And let's be honest, it looked like to me that Ed Oliver got a larger portion of the snaps. And holy cow, did he take advantage of it? That dude is coming on. We'll talk about him in a minute as well. And then Zach Moss. We just, we've got to ride a hot hand. No matter how much you like the guys on this roster, and I know that we all like the guys on this roster, we all like Zach Moss. You know, at this point, where this football team is with this offensive line, the reality is, is Devin Singletary and Matt Breida are more effective behind that offensive line than Zach Moss. And it's just a numbers game at this point. But when we look at this football game, it's weird to me that it seems like every single game that the Buffalo Bills play one player in particular, and it changes week to week, has just an atrocious football game that affects somehow every other element of what they're trying to accomplish. And in this game, that player, unfortunately, was Deion Dawkins. Deion Dawkins just had a, he just struggled. And what's funny about that or funnier about that or off out of character is he actually played incredibly well the last three games. Deion has been a stalwart on that offensive line the last several weeks and for many games this season, except for that first game of the season against the Steelers when he was still kind of struggling from COVID Dion has played well and he got lit up in this game. He had two sacks and whiffed and got a holding penalty all in the first, like the first half. He just, and he got kind of owned all night. It just wasn't a great showing for him. But like I said, it seems like every game, one player just simply implodes and, I don't know what the reason is. I don't know if there's an excuse for it. I don't know if there's a way to like, when that happens, to slide a guy help or get a guy off the field. It just, it just seems to have had happened more often than not. Also, for this show, we are, as you guys know, Super Chat Live. If somebody wants to get my attention, please do me a favor, Super Chat me. It's just easier for me to see it if you Super Chat it. 
especially in the position that I am right now, sitting down facing front in my wife's minivan in a parking lot in Kroger. That's how committed I am to the mafia. Don't you ever forget it. But this offense just seems to lack creativity and flow. Does that make sense that this offense just seems to lack creativity and flow? And I think, again, I think it goes back to what I was talking about a second ago, that we just got used to what they were doing last season. Last season, if the Buffalo Bills were third and 22 or third and 25 or third and 17, I had crazy uber confidence that there was no doubt that Josh Allen was going to find a guy wide open down the field, whether it was Beasley, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, John Brown, you name a player, they're going to be wide open downfield. If it's third and eight now, I'm nervous. Legitimately nervous as to whether or not they're going to be able to convert on third down or complete a 10-yard pass. The offense just looks different. I don't know what it is. I wish I did. I wish I could tell you. I wish I could email the coaches and tell them how to fix it. I can't. We're seeing similar things from the Chiefs offense. The Chiefs offense has been slowed way down this year. And I know what some of you are thinking, Joe, it was 31 to 6. They scored 31 points. They almost shut out the Saints. It was 31 to 6. What are you worried about? Well, the question we have to ask ourselves is, is the way that they're winning sustainable? And I want to believe it is if the defense can hold a good team to six points. However, last week we saw that defense not be able to hold the Colts. I mean, the Colts, I don't want to relive that game. The Colts had their way with us, right? So we got to ask ourselves, and they've got to ask themselves, can they score ugly, which is kind of how they're scoring? Can they score ugly and win against good football teams? I'm a little worried. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying the season's lost. Don't get me wrong. I'm not off the bandwagon. This was a, this was a game they should go in and blow out a football team. They, this is a football game where they should go in. They should score 31 points. Maybe not even let up a touchdown and walk out with a dub. They did it. They're going to fly home happy tonight, and they should. They should absolutely fly home happy. But as I just asked a second ago, can a second ago, can they score ugly and win against good teams? Can they hold good teams down and continue to grind out scores and score ugly the way that they have or the way that they did today? The reality is, is they just haven't been able to do it this season. It hasn't been consistent. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. Just trying to be a little bit realistic. It's Victory Friday. Victory Saturday, Victory Sunday, right into Victory Monday. Thank God for everybody, the, the, the Sea of Bills Mafia, the Army of Bills Mafia that traveled to New Orleans. They're going to be flying high and partying hard tonight in New Orleans, and God bless them. It's nice to go into an opposing team stadium and travel there and spend a lot of money and walk out with a dub. Big dubs, as Jordan Poyer says. And oh, by the way, holy sidebar, Batman. Jordan Poyer with his fifth interception of the season. Can we please... Get that guy into the Pro Bowl. Can we make him an all-pro already? If you have not voted yet for the Pro Bowlers, please jump on and vote for Jordan Poyer at the very least. This guy deserves to be in the Pro Bowl this year. Ed Oliver in this football game was dominant. Talked about it a second ago. This, this kid has just come on this year. 
I'm excited to get Star back next week against the Patriots and see him running along next to Star again. He's just a monster. He's becoming a guy that the teams are having to game plan for. Whether you know, it's John Fina's talked about it in the past that it's hard enough to game plan for a rotating eight or nine guys. But when there's rotating eight or nine, and then one dude in particular that's a nightmare to defend, which is what Ed Oliver is becoming, it just puts the Bills in a very good situation. It puts that defensive backfield in a very good situation. It changes the face of the whole entire defense. I love the way this kid is playing, especially when he was a little bit of a question mark after last season. Yes, the Bills were playing him out of position because Star's absence, but still, he's really coming into his own. You gotta love what you're seeing from Star or from Ed Oliver. I love it. It's just a, the the freaking announcers love it. It it lights up Twitter. It's amazing. The kid is playing like he's out of his mind. The defense in general, though, back to where they were before again. Asterisk, right? They should have played well today. They're playing against a football team with no quarterback, no running backs, no Alvin Kamara, no Mark Ingram, no wide receivers, no tight end weapon. They've got a good defense. Their offensive line is okay. But that is a that's a suspect football team in the, in the New Orleans Saints. And it's, you almost have to wonder, <clears throat> excuse me, how they even got to 5-5. Five and five. Obviously, some of that was before Jameis Winston went out. A little bit concerning, Trey White went out of this football game with a knee. We don't know at this point in time. I would tell everybody to be careful. You know, we it could be could have been precautionary. He could be hurt. We don't, you know, if if, if there's going to be an MRI, it's not going to be for a couple of days. Tariko said several times that you know it's concerning and he's probably going to be out for a long time. I wouldn't jump to that conclusion. It very well could have been a situation that they were up by three possessions, and we're just going to sit him down, right? Excited to get Spencer Brown back, as Don Hansen has put it in the, in the comments section. But when I think about this football game, the story of the game in particular, I can't help but look forward to the Bills-Patriots Monday night football game that's coming up next week. Primetime football game. The Buffalo Bills, this team is going to have, they're going to have to figure some stuff out going into the home stretch of this season. And I don't know if they were trying to work some of that stuff out in this game against the Saints. They ran the ball way more than any of us would want them to. They ran the ball on first down several times against the number one first down running defense in the NFL. They had some success, way more success than they've had in the past, clearly. One person in the comment section, I don't know where it was, actually said... uh, you know, for the first time in a long time, we haven't we didn't we didn't get to see a running back run into the back of an offensive lineman today, and that was a plus. And Breida played well, Singletary played well, but as Steve Lynn just said, it's gut check time coming down the stretch for this football team. It's it's absolutely I love that comment. It's absolutely gut check time. The Bills are going to have to find out exactly who they are. They're going to have to show that. In this stretch, the next four games are probably, this is probably going to be the meat of the season. And I think where I'm wrong or where I went wrong this year is my expectations. All of our expectations were just through the roof. We saw a team, right, come go to the AFC Championship game with a MVP caliber quarterback in Josh Allen, an offense that couldn't be stopped, 
with the expectation that if they fixed the defense, that they'd be even better. We get to preseason and all the the the, the training camp practices, and they look like they picked up right where they left off. I'm the one that said that I, that I was going to practices, and Josh Allen was doing whatever he wanted to against that defense. They play the, the they play the Packers in pre, in, in preseason, and literally look same thing like like they left like they picked up right where they left off and then they get to this season and it just doesn't look right it's not high flying it's not finesse it's not high powering they're scoring points but again it's ugly we knew that they had the benefit of one of the easiest schedules going into like the entire season and now all of a sudden coming into this next four game stretch the schedule doesn't look so easy does it It just doesn't look super easy. They're going to have to find out who they are. The story of this game is this game leading into that Patriots game on Monday night. I get that they are the team circled on teams on other people's schedules. I'm the one that's been saying that for several weeks. That I didn't think that they were handling being the circled game on people's scheduled, schedules. They, they, they weren't handling well, in my opinion, being the hunted. Well, they're no longer necessarily even the hunted. Granted, they're now back in a share of first place in the AFC East, but the work, the work is in front of them. They've got a, they've got a field to plow. And oh, by the way, it doesn't seem like they're going to get the help of just about anybody else. They, this is work they're going to have to do themselves. But at the end of the day, great teams can handle and can overcome being the hunted. So that's where the Bills have to get this roster is stacked, stacked from top to bottom, left to right. This roster is stacked, but they're not flowing right now on offense. And it's weird talking a lot about it. I probably need to get off this soapbox. I'm sorry. This is where I want to leave you with that thought. There's time to get this right. There's time to get this right. The defense don't do anything. The defense is still playing with, aside from a couple of, hiccups a couple speed bumps this defense is playing lights out but there's time to get the offense right they've got to find a semblance of an identity they've got about a week and a half to do it and they got a really difficult patriots team coming into buffalo there's time to get it right but the clock is definitely ticking definitely ticking Real quick before I get on to just uh, some thoughts on the quarter breakdowns, just what I saw. There wasn't a whole lot. There there wasn't a lot of flash in this game. There wasn't a lot of notes to be taken. I do want to talk about the show sponsor, about my guy John Spazcheck, uh, the market dominator. You hear me talk about him all the time. Uh, I don't know who out there is buying or selling a home uh, or, or is thinking about doing so maybe when spring comes after winter. It's never too early to get your real estate broker, your real estate agent lined up. If you're looking to buy your house, or buy a house, rather, you're looking to sell your house, please do me a favor, call the guy that I called. That's how my relationship started, was uh, was actually through my home purchase process with John Spazcheck. He is the best. He's one of the best number one real estate agents in all of Western New York, and he can help you outside of Western New York. Give John a call, and I got to remove this banner so I can read you his number. Uh, you can reach him at 716-570-3298. That number again, 716 or 570 You can also reach him uh, via his email, youreliteBroker at gmail.com. You can also find him on Twitter at youreliteBroker. I say it every week. John is also Bill's Mafia. Let him know that The Voice sent you. 
tell a friend. If you know somebody's looking to buy or sell a house, tell them too. Tell them you know the guy, the best guy in town, John Spascheck, my dude. First quarter was good, right? The first quarter went well. I mean, for all intents and purposes, the Saints went three and out. The Bills marched right down the field, score. I think the hardest thing for me about that first half was just the possessions for the Bills. Touchdown, punt, field goal, interception, interception, halftime. It was just lackluster, right? It just wasn't great. But there was a good fourth down stop by that defense. There's there some there were some bad plays by by Deion Dawkins, like we talked about. The Bills come out of that first half 10 to nothing. That was you could pretty much tell. We were all I'm 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 sitting there hoping, like on that last drive, I'm hoping for the double dip. And then there was that incredible interception on Josh Allen on, on what his arm got rocked and the, the defensive lineman laid out for the ball. Maybe it was a linebacker laid out for the football. It was an incredible defensive play, but in the end, I'm hoping for the double dip, right? So I'm hoping to go in 13, 17, nothing at that point in time, come back out at the, at the, at the top of the, the second half, score again. It didn't go that way, but even at 10, nothing, you knew that this game was already out of reach. The, the Saints were just no match for the Buffalo Bills. Third quarter starts, Bills have a long drive, touchdown pass to Diggs, 17, nothing, lights out. At that point in time, the game is over. What a game Stephon Diggs had, too. The dude just hasn't – he still has that that extra motor, that extra gear. I love seeing him back off and then square his shoulders and try to light up a defensive back when he knows he's beaten and he's not going to be able to juke him or get around him. It's just – there's just a different level of commitment that Stephon Diggs has. It was great to see Gabe, Gabe Davis show up in this football game. And Dawson Knox – he actually had three touchdowns. The one play, I mean, let's be honest for a second. Josh Allen, the the one play, Josh Allen snaps the ball. He goes to pitch the ball, or I should say throw a screen pass to his left. There's nobody out there because the entire offense went to the right. Now, I don't know whose mistake that was. I don't know if that was on Allen. I don't know if that was on the, the rest of the offense. But Josh Allen at that point scrambles around and makes literally something out of absolutely nothing but trash. Fires a laser into Dawson Knox. Unfortunately, Ed Bucker is illegally blocking down because he's an ineligible receiver downfield because the play took too long to develop because the offensive line went to the left, expecting the screen. Every all the all the skill players went to the right. It, it was it was crazy. But that ball that Josh Allen threw to Dawson Knox was a was a thing of beauty, and it's never going to count. It's never going to show up on a stat other than us seeing it in this football game and talking about what a great throw it was. It's going to be forgotten completely because it doesn't exist. Unfortunately, doesn't exist. I didn't take a whole lot of notes other than that in this football game because, frankly, there just weren't a whole lot of notes to take in the second half. It was just kind of a sit back, sit back, sit back, relax, and enjoy what's going on, right? Isn't that kind of how everybody felt? It was great. It was a nice, relaxed atmosphere. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't overly concerned. It's legitimately, and I think this goes back into my expectations for the season, it's kind of how I felt the whole entire season was going to go. But when we break down and we look at the stats of this football game, Josh Allen was 23-28, very efficient today, 260 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, one was a bad pick, one was a bad throw, should not have thrown that football. I know that Drew Brees talked about Stephon Diggs went the wrong way. I think he said he went out instead of coming in or he went in instead of going out regardless. I know you want to trust Steph there. I know you want to get the ball to Steph. 
he forced that ball in and got picked. The second one was not on Allen. I think I had Josh Allen in this football game for 275 yards, two touchdowns. So I'll take the 260 with four. Devin Singletary in this game, 15 carries, 44 yards, 2.9 average. Not great. Josh Allen, 8 of 43 for 5.4. Matt Breida, 9 of 26 for 2.9. So both of our running backs averaged 2.9 a carry. Receiving for the for uh, the Buffalo Bills, Stephon Diggs, 7 for 74. Touchdown. Gabe Davis, 2 of 47. Cole Beasley, 5 of 46. Had a great day today. Dawson Knox, 3 for 32. Touched at two touchdowns. Breida, 2 for 29. And a touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders, 3 for, three for 28. Team stats in this football game, the Buffalo Bills had 361 total yards to the Saints, 190. Saints are just a bad football team. That offense, there's just nothing to work with. Ty Montgomery, that's it. I mean, that's that's like that's the guy, right? Passing yards, Buffalo had 248. Saints had 146. Rushing yards, 113 to 44. The Bills had 21 first downs. <clears throat> they were 8 of, 8 of 13 on third down efficiency. One for one on fourth down. 62 total plays to the Saints, 57. Josh Allen got sacked twice. He punted three times. Four penalties for 35. That was nice to see that the penalties kind of came down. There was only one penalty that really hurt them. Time of possession, 34-38 in this football game. Going to be wrapping this thing up here very, very soon. Pamela says, it's funny, there's so much more to talk about when we lose. It's true, Pamela. I say it all the time. <laughs> it's so much easier to talk about losses because there's a lot to talk about. When they win, it's nice. It's nice when they win. It's, it, you feel better. You sleep good at night. You strut around the next day with your Bill shirt on. It's Victory Friday. It's Victory Monday. Right? Thump on our chest. The Bills are back, baby. But when they lose, it's a completely different story, but there's a whole lot more to talk about. Let me get to your Dude Awards real quick. For the Dude Awards, if you're first time tuning into the show, whether it's live right now or you're tuning in for the first time via podcast, every week I do, uh, or I should say most people do an arrows up or arrows down or a thumbs up or thumbs down. I do the Dude Awards. That's what we do here on the Overreaction Show, the Dude Awards. And it goes like this. If somebody played really well, then, or they're starting to look much better, or they're just, you know, bringing their A game, we, we go, dude, dude, you're the man, dude. And if they're not playing well, then we give them the dude award. My first dude award goes to Dawson Knox. This kid is, uh, he's really developing. He's really coming into his own in this, this season for, for him. I, I, even with the injury, I gotta, I gotta imagine his hand still probably isn't completely right. But Dawson Knox is shining. This kid is turning into everything that we thought and hoped he would be. He has developed into a stud tight end that teams have to game plan for. And you know, don't underestimate his presence in this offense. He is a guy that defenses are going to have to account for. They're gonna have to begin accounting for him which means pulling some of those safeties out of that cover two shell, which is what the bills are trying to do. Dude award. Cam Geezy, uh, Greasy's all over. He says Knox and Oliver are his dude awards for this week. Well, guess what? Cam, my second dude award goes to Ed Oliver. Dude. 
I'd love to see this guy locked up in the offseason, right? Let's get this guy, him and – I don't know how the Bills are going to do it. I, I don't think they would do both of those guys this this offseason, shell out that kind of money for, for Tremaine Edmonds and Ed Oliver. But good gracious, I don't want to see either of those two guys. When they're both on the field, when they're both on the field with Starla Tulele and Matt Milano all healthy, it's incredible. It's incredible the defense that those four guys can generate. I'd love to see them in a less rotational role. I know that we try to keep them, you know, relatively rested. And I know what the idea is. And there's probably some thoughts out there, you know, that if they're if they played 70% of the snaps, they wouldn't be as rested. They wouldn't be as effective. And I don't know that I believe that. Aaron Donald plays 95% of the snaps, and the dude kills people. You want to talk about catching bodies, Aaron Donald is that guy. Second dude award goes to Ed Oliver. My last dude award is Stefan Diggs. You know, I said all of 2019 season when this podcast started that we needed a number one wide receiver. And then when Stefan Diggs showed up, we watched what the first real true number one wide receiver in a Bills uniform looked like since Eric Molds. And we had all forgotten what that guy looks like. And I'm just going to be honest with you, fam. It is incredible. What a treat just to be able to watch this kid play football every single week. And just like in the press conference when he was asked and Josh Allen was asked as well, do we need to force feed Steph the ball? Steph winked. Yes, force that kid the ball. Get He's a difference maker. He's a playmaker. Stephon Diggs is rightfully a captain on this football team. Speaking of a guy that needs another contract. So now we got three dudes. All three of my dude award guys. Well, I guess Dawson's coming up too, right? If you think about it. And then you got and then you got uh Tremaine Edmonds on top. Man, I don't know, I don't know what Brandon Bean's gonna gonna do. Like that dude's got some decisions to make. How do I get another offseason like this last one where guys like Matt Milano decided to stick around for a lot less money because they're gonna be shelling out some cash. I'm aware this is Knox's third year, Faden. But I think he only signed a four-year contract, right? So he's got one more season. And then his rookie contract's up. Right, 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 right. And I've only got one guy on the dude award for you guys for this show. And I've already talked about him quite a bit. It's Deion Dawkins. And I'm not going to get too much into it because I love Deion. And I think everybody's legit allowed to have a bad game. I just think the Buffalo Bills are in a situation on this offensive line where they can't pivot, they can't adjust. So if one of their guys, especially one of their anchors, which is what Deion Dawkins is, is in a situation where he's a little bit over his head or just not having a great game, they can't do anything to help him. So I, I look to see Deion Dawkins rebound. This is not who Deion – I'm confident in saying that this was not who Deion Dawkins was in this football game. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time. We're going to be wrapping this show up here in a minute. It's going to be a short one, like I said, on this Thanksgiving holiday leading into Victory Friday. I'm going to read I'm going to read some tweets for you. The tweet read like this from the overreaction buff handle. Hey, Bills Mafia, how does that win over the Saints have you feeling? Going live and reading your tweets on the show. Hashtag Go Bills. First one is from my guy, Saxa Dave, at Saxa Dave, cheering from afar. He says, don't celebrate Thanksgiving but starting to love these Thanksgiving primetime games, despite the time differences. Just so everybody knows, Dave is from 
the United Kingdom. That's why he doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving. Far from perfect, but the result never felt in doubt. Happy Thanksgiving to my American fam. Love you and go Bills. Love you too, Dave. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you for, as always, thank you for being a part of the show. Next one comes from Marshall McDougal at McDougal Sports. Still feels like we leave some meat on the turkey. <laughs> well said. Doesn't feel like they're uh, playing... Uh, they are playing up to their ceiling, but much improved from last week. Patriots will be the best or the true test next week, but happy to get the win. Go Bills. I agree I agree with you, Marshall. Like, I've talked about it a lot already. This, this It's that matchup in primetime. All eyes are going to be on it. It's going to be for first place in the AFC East. If there's, if there's a time that you need to get this ship right, it is now. You've got a week and a half to do it. This is the time. Tom Allen at Tom Allen Western WNY Western New York get the W on the or got the W he says get but it's got the W on the Patriots week yes sir put Steve Tasker in the Hall of Fame the handle is at Hall of Fame Steve Tasker feels great for tonight the real quest is next Monday night versus the Patriots ask me again then right there with your brother at Chris Well seventy three. I'm officially on the dome bandwagon now. <laughs> Chris, I don't know if you were at the game and you just liked the comfort of the dome. Um, I've been in several domes. I've been at Ford Field and Lucas Oil Field. I can't even think of all the domes I've been in. I've been in a bunch of domes. Um, they're nice, but I don't think the Buffalo Bills offense looked lights out in the dome. I, maybe you saw something I didn't, but Chris is apparently on the dome the dome bandwagon now good 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 for chris so uh, i'm still not on the dome bandwagon i maybe I, I like the idea of the seats being covered but i don't i don't want to be in a dome mclovin buffalo love that name at jaws of life sj that's the handle at jaws of life fj happiness hashtag go bills with the gif of the peanuts the cartoon the peanuts ice skating in the snow mike graham at all right, Mike 13, feeling a lot better about our running running back situation with Brita in the game. So am I, Mike. So am I. Also feeling like John Fina needs a shout-out because he is the man. John Fina is the man. Like, I love John Fina. John Fina is not only a co-host of mine, and I, I have the special privilege and honor of doing the Off Tackle with John Fina show, but John has become a very good friend of mine and uh, almost fam, almost family. John is, John is a good dude. John is a good dude. Brad Coyle at Loomis202. Ready for the mini buy, and then we find out what this team really has. The two games against New England are big, but I like our chances. Right there with you, Brad. I like our chances too, but they've got the question's going to have to be answered, and it's about to be answered. Can this football team score ugly against a real opponent? Because they've struggled mightily this year doing that. Bills Media 716 at Bills Media 716. Great bounce back. Allen had 115 Q, uh, QBR with two picks. That is insane. It is true. If his QBR was 115 with the two interceptions, that's 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 big time. Hoping the best for Trey. We really need him. Happy Thanksgiving, Bills Mafia. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, my guy. Last one I got for you for this show is Grateful Dad at King Kong Cash. That's a great name, King Kong Cash. Good bounce back. Still not click, uh, still not clicking like last year's offense yet. Prayers for Trey. We're all praying for Trey. I love that we got to see a little bit of Dane Jackson in this football game. 
It seemed like he did an okay job on his own. It, it definitely helps both those guys, Levi Wallace and Dane Jackson, to have Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer back there with him. And, and Taron Johnson is, as we know, a machine as a nickel corner, kind of a, a nickel corner slash hybrid uh, linebacker. But this, this defense needs Tredavious White. This defense absolutely needs Tredavious White. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Overreaction Post Game Show. Brought to you by the Market Dominator, my guy John Spazcheck, on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network, with your host Joe Miller. That's me, the voice of the Overreaction Post Game Show. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. Currently in the state of Tennessee, in the middle of Winchester. I'm in Winchester, Tennessee, in a Kroger parking lot. Kroger in right here at the Waffle House. If anybody's hanging around at the Waffle House in Winchester, Tennessee, come knock on the window and scare the crap out of me. No, don't do that because you literally probably would scare the ever-loving crap out of me. But uh, with that, we're going to call this thing a night. We're going to wrap this thing up. I'm going to try to load this thing up uh, into podcast form right here from the parking lot. But it has been so awesome to have you guys. I hope and pray that everybody's Thanksgiving was fantastic, was amazing. I hope that uh, you got to spend good quality time with family, family that was you know far off. And for those of you that, that didn't have family to spend it with this year, or maybe as Jay Spence said last night, you know, maybe maybe some family that you've lost some loved ones. May God's peace find you this Thanksgiving. May you may you find rest and joy. It's hard to it's hard to lose family members. It's hard to lose friends, but thus this is the life we lead, lead or li- the life we live. We're not nobody is promised tomorrow, and it it doesn't get any easier as we kind of go forward. So, be blessed tonight, fam. Happy Thanksgiving. I appreciate you guys. I love you. For Joe Miller. For the Market Dominator, for Buffalo Rumblings, it's Victory Friday. Go Bills. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. 
This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.